Coming down the aisle, it's Wrestlepedia with your host, the savant of the squared circle, the Ray Man of Wrestling, it's Brody, the Insane Brain Herman. Welcome back once again to Wrestlepedia with Brody, the Insane Brain Herman, the savant of the squared circle, the rain man of wrestling. Brody, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, and of course, I just go by the name, the dad, as I am his father. Brody is 18, and for those who have never tuned in before, uh, Brody is truly a savant, and one of his areas, and he has many, of, of expertise, is in the world of professional wrestling, which he has absorbed from the time he was in diapers and uh, fair to say that he's familiar with probably every match, every individual, every manager, every promoter, every booker, and uh, and the history and career of just about everybody. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. You've got a photographic memory. You've got an audiographic memory. If you've seen it, if you've heard it, it's there forever like Google. Yeah. It's the hard drive that will not erase, and it's quite a thing to behold. And what we've been doing on this whole first season of the podcast is we're starting off with a season's worth of rankings uh, because I, I, th- I find that those are always great to start yeah. debates and to uh, show a little bit of what you know. Uh, when we do release a second season, we're going to get into the weeds on a lot of different topics. Sure. But, uh, this year is all about rankings. So this week's episode is going to be ranking the top five finishing moves of all time in the history of wrestling. Yes. Now, just to clarify for the fans, and by the way, this would be a good time if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, so go ahead and subscribe. If, yeah. uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and, and subscribe to the channel. And leave a comment if you disagree or have a question or send an email to Brody yeah. at Brody at com. That's Brody with a Y. Yeah. Uh, and just to clarify for the fans out there, are we talking just purely finishing moves or will this also include signature moves? Uh, well, one, I mean, they're both kind of the same thing. Or, I mean, they're differences. I mean, signature moves, I guess, are moves that they use a lot in the match. But, you know, you can also have a finishing move as your signature. But we're talking about moves that normally a wrestler end the match. Will, that will end the match. Okay, you know, so that's an important over. distinction because I think some people know that there are people that have signature moves. Yeah. But they're not exactly ones that will end the match. Yeah. These are true Finishing moves that you're waiting around the whole yeah. match, and you know that if this guy has executed this move, the match is basically over. Yeah, we're going to start okay. off with. Do you have any five. honorable mentions, or are you going to go straight to number we're gonna, five? We're going to go straight to number five. There's so I many like moves. That. There's yeah. a t- there, I mean, this is a hard list to compile. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of disagreement, but in your opinion, what is number five on the list of finishing be, moves? Uh, Brett, I mean, it would be Sharpshooter, Scorpion, Deathlock, whatever you want to call the move. Um, it was first originated as a finisher move used by the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Ooh. And of course. Uh, who's most famous of using it, who taught him the move was a phenomenal Mexican wrestler named Conan, and Pat Patterson suggested he use it in WWE. Bret Hart used it and called it the sharpshooter as well, who was taught the move was Sting, and WCW used the Scorpion Deathlock as a submission finishing move where you 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 tie, you have a wrestler's leg and you, and you use both your legs to tie it in, and you're above him, and, and, and you want him to tap out, and, and it's normally means ma- match over. And, and it so was it a is very a, so. This is important. This is a submission. Right, move. you're trying to make the wrestler tap out in this scenario. 
Okay, and, and, and this, and you're using your legs? Is yes. this different from the figure four leg lock? Yeah, completely different. Completely it's different. nothing like the figure four Okay, leg lock. I just was throwing off the little bit, you know, throwing out the little bit that I knew about, uh, about uh, yeah. finishing moves. So, okay, so that one is called the... Sharpshooter slash scorpion deathlock or whatever you want to call the, it, finishing move. Okay, uh, and you named some of the wrestlers that have used it over the years and, yeah. and ones that originated it. Let's go to number four on your list. It would be the rock bottom slash bookend. It was used primarily by the rock and Booker T. And it was kind of a fan. I mean, it was a known finishing move. I mean, you you literally pick up the wrestler, put your arm over the wrestler's shoulders and neck, and you slam him literally to the mat. And once you knew the when he hit that move, it was over. So it was popularized by the rock and Booker T. And it was kind of a well-known finishing move. And it's been a transcending finishing move ever since. And so, and and people can basically copy other people's Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a thing. That's because there's only so many moves right. that you can have. So this is not a submission move. No, this is one that basically is going to lay them out right. on the mat so hard. Yeah, that at that point they have no fight. They have left no in fight them. left in them, and this is over. Okay, let's go to number three on the list of the best finishing moves in the history of professional wrestling. It's called. What do you have? It's normally called a frog splash, and this is when a wrestler lays on his back on the mat, and the wrestler goes on the top rope, and many wrestling promotions ban top rope moves back in the day, so it might be a more modernized move, um, but a lot of wrestlers like RVD, Eddie Guerrero, uh, currently guys like Warren Swoggle and Ryback, and a lot of other wrestlers use the frog splash to end a match. Um, it's a finishing So they go move. to the top? Right, they just jump off the top, and the wrestler's on the mat, and they hit the wrestler. A lot of this, what part of their body hits the wrestler? Their, their chest? abdomen hits the other. How is this different abdomen. than what Jimmy Superfly Snuka used to do? He did. Just... He did a version. He was the first to really bring the splash to the market. Was Jimmy Superfly Snuka? That is correct. I remember again looking back to when I was in second grade. Uh, it was Greg Garris, uh, who I recently reconnected with on Facebook after all these years. He introduced me to that wrestling move by getting up on a chair in Mrs. Newfield's second grade class. Yeah. And he did this, and and he yelled, Superfly! And he dove off of the chair and landed right on right. me. And that's how I was first uh, introduced. I didn't really mind. I, I, he didn't hurt me. No. He, it was just sort of pretend. Abdomen on abdomen. But I will say, though, that he he really introduced me to professional yeah. wrestling because then I wanted to see what that looked like, in, you know, on the thing. That That's the whole reason yeah. I tuned it's in the pretty, match. It, it's a pretty looking finish, and everyone kind of knows, okay, this is a big climax in the match when the wrestler dives off the top rope. But so it, it's kind it, of a it, huge it is a, when they do it successfully. But yes. that, that is a move. It can be countered easily. You easily. stick your knees up, you the, use the chair. You roll out of the roll way. Roll out of the way. So right. in the world of finishing moves, great when it's effective. Right. But probably one of the easiest yeah, to defend once it's right. mid move. Right. Uh, okay, that takes us to number two on yeah. the finishing list. What do you have? Uh, number two would be, I mean, it's known now as the RKO, the diamond cutter, and it's when the wrestler does that twist where he uses his arms and any any. It's called. It was originally, I think, it's called twist of fate, and you twist, and it looks like you twist the guy's head out of nowhere with your arms. And you knock him to the mat. It was originally used by one of our most despised wrestling figures. You can listen to another episode. John Laurinaitis actually originally used the move. Uh, it was originated by him. And, you know, it was used, you know, Diamond Dallas Page called it the Diamond Cutter. Really got him over. And Triple H used it as his finisher early in his career until Diamond Dallas Page wasn't really cool with that. And then he ended up using the pedigree. 
And Randy Orton uses it now as the RKO, and it's kind of become one of the most famous finishing moves in wrestling. When it comes out of nowhere, and you're like, oh my god, it's, the match is over. It's a very good, effective finish, not only because you know the match is over, but it comes out of nowhere, and it's a very... So it's not a it's not a subtle move like it, it, like the forex flash where you climb up and you know what's going to happen. This move so just this comes is, out of this nowhere. This is a subtle move. Right? Yeah, it's not an obvious move. It's not an obvious. It's move. a sneak move. It's, it's a, a sneak, little bit. You, yeah. you don't see it coming, and then before you know, right. it's there. Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's fabulous. Uh, I, I'm sure people are are sitting there wondering what could possibly be the number one move. I have a pretty good feel. I don't know these things ahead yeah. of time. We don't prepare like that. I like to keep it fresh and organic. Yeah. But I, I have my own prediction, yeah. and if this is not number one, I'm sure as hell going to ask about it. What do you have as the number one finishing move? This is the most, when you think about wrestling, you think about this particular move, it's known as the Tombstone pile driver. The pile driver, that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, you well, have to know. The pile driver has, has to, to be, be the, the one. greatest finisher, because it was originally a view and the it started off by wrestler named Don Morocco did the pile driver. That was his he thing. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. Magnificent Morocco. And Magnificent Morocco, he did a pile driver. And then many wrestlers, Jerry Lawler had their own version of it. Mick Foley had their own version of it. Undertaker and Kane do the most famous one, a two-stone pile driver. It's when you take the wrestler, you use the knees to securely um, secure the head and the wrestler's legs. And you hug the wrestler with the legs you know, you're really hugging the legs, you know, the legs, you're, you're basically the crosses in your face, but they're reversed and you're hugging the wrestler and the knees support the head as you plant them down on the mat. And that is the basic pile driver of wrestling. It's the most known finishing move ever, because when you do a pile driver, people expect the match to be over. When you kick out right. of a pile it's, driver, it's very hard to, yes. to recover from that. Now, Excellent. obviously it requires the highest degree of choreography. Sure. Because you can be breaking people's necks. Right. They used to say, of all the moves, that's the one you don't want to be trying yeah. at home. Uh, because these guys, you know, if if they do it well, it really yeah. does look like they've driven the head right. into the mat. Right. Um, but but if they're doing it correctly, it's, safely, the knees it's really the knees. The and the knees are taking the impact. Yes, the knees. That said, it does not tickle, folks. And people are going down on their own weight. So yeah. I don't know if you could think off the top. I remember Don Morocco when he used to do his promos. He used yeah. to be interviewed by Mean Gene. Yes, uh, I was just a kid, but he used to go, Tito Santana, you can hit me, you can punch me, you can knock me down, but you can't keep me down. No. Yeah, he used to say that. Yes, he did. That was his. I mean, I didn't. I don't do a great impersonation of him, but remember, I was like twelve watching him. Right. So he was, he I was, haven't watched him in years. He had. He is one of the greatest wrestlers. But he had a short that prime. look. Yeah, he had that look, and he was. He was an intercontinental champion. He was. Right? He was a heel. He was a bad guy. He was a heel intercontinental champion. Tito Santana was the all-out good guy. I mean, he was right. And Tito Santana had won that from what was his name. I think he won it. Or was it Don Morocco? Morocco won it first. first. From I think who? From Patterson, I think. That's possible. There was one other guy though in there. I can't remember. Patterson his name. was in it, and then it was Morocco, and it was somebody else, and then maybe Patterson won it again, and then it went to Morocco, and then it was a few there, and then we'll talk about him in a later episode. Steamboat and Savage kind of were the guys that took over that right, ride right, once right. they got him faded out. But I love Morocco. Let me ask you this about the pile driver. Off the top of your head, can you think of the most unlikely pile driver that was ever done? In other words, somebody picked up somebody else who was maybe way bigger than they were, 
who they had really no business being able to pile drive, but they were able to I mean, somehow do it. I mean, you think about this. Let's go this Tuesday in, I mean, it was the 1991 Survivor Series when Undertaker pile drove Hulk Hogan. That was unbelievable. Like, Hulk Hogan did not lose much to wrestlers back then. When Undertaker, this young gun, coming coming in a year earlier and rising all the way up to the top, when a pile driver was used there in a shocking moment and as that, that made it the, a main event top finishing move, not just a menial finisher So it's finisher not that used. the move. So this was used. Hulk Hogan did not lose a lot. No. But when he lost to The Undertaker. Yeah. It was the pile. It driver. was the pile. And driver. I'm assuming you can watch that match on the WWE. Yes, Network. you can on Survivor probably, Series. Yeah, probably on YouTube yes, as well as popular of as that was. Well, listen, this has been a real education and a lot of fun. You know, I think that just like a Saturday Night Live character loves to have a catchphrase, yeah. I think a wrestler needs to have a great signature move or right. great finishing, finishing move. move. I mean, that to me is part of the character. That you're developing. As well as wrestlers have great catchphrases too. Let's not deny that, that. No, that's true. But to me, if you, you a signature move, you know, something that when people see it, they associate it with you. Right. To me, that means you, you've you made it as a, right. as a wrestler. As a wrestler, you've broken uh, your bones. So down. anyway, this has been a fun episode. Again, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or the or the channel. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff. And you don't have to agree with everything that he's saying. Uh, these, of course, are... Uh, our opinions. Yeah. Uh, but that's the whole fun of having wrestling debates is sort of hearing the other opinions. And I know for me, uh, sometimes my opinion changes. Somebody else makes a great point that I hadn't really considered. And I say, you know what? I think they're right. Yeah. So if you have an opinion that you think is like that, put it in the comments yeah. or email Brody at Brody at the insane brain dot Herman. If you have any, uh, wait, I'm sorry, at the uh, dot com Brody at the insane brain dot com. Yep. And uh, if you have any suggestions for other shows or topics that we should do, or if you want to stump Brody with something that you don't think he knows about, I, I dare you to try to stump him uh, because he, he's going to get it. I think that wrestler's name was Pedro something. Pedro Morales was WWE Heavyweight Champion. Was he? Yes. I feel like Pedro he was Morales early was an 70s. Intercontinental. He might have been later in his career. I think early 70s. Most I feel like that. Morocco won... That from Pedro Morales. Pedro might have beat Tito, and then Tito uh, yeah. Santana beat Morocco. Yeah, he probably beat. They Pedro went back and Pat. forth a little. Bit. Yeah. Anyway, see, this is what happens. You start remembering yeah. things and you debate things. Yeah. And we want you to join in on the fun. Uh, so follow us, share us with your friends, and uh, it was it was great having you here. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you.